T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Joe, from now on, you need to remove Ken from the open. I'm tired of hearing Ken. <laughs> never hear um, So we are joined by Courtney Cox Woo! of the Morning Show fame. And we we have to discuss it. First of all, your husband was on. Yes. How did he do? A plus. Okay. Excellent. Um, good. Yeah. He, he revealed a lot of secrets about you. Oh. But I don't know. Well, good. That'll be good for radio. the car ride home. Good uh, no, he was good. No, no issues. But uh, you guys, you should let him drive home with, with Harry. No, no. What are you talking about? Why, Why not? Why not? He's going to have to stop a million times because Harry will have to go out. It's an hour flight. And that's just more bonding time he's going to get. That oh. when Harry comes home, he's going to say, who's this chick? Wow. Meets me. That oh, is next level. Geez. That is a good point. Yes. So let's do the hour flight. It'll be quick and easy, painless. Santo, I, I sense a delay coming. You're going to have to drive. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> yeah, we need Santo on this. We have to fix this Oh, issue. I don't think we've ever done this. Yep. The four of us. Oh, get back to sports. <laughs> uh, we get it. You got married. <laughs> it happens every day. It's going to end in divorce. I'm already <laughs> predicting it. Three years. Uh, Santo, uh, so explain your side of this. I agree with Santo. Okay. Harry's not going to remember the first two days of his life with you guys. Okay. I think it is much better. There is a far more likelihood of there being some issue on the plane that poor Santo is going to have to deal with the entire time than of just driving, stopping along the way. It's very safe. It's just very drive. safe. You're not going to have to worry about He's in charge, not some random pilot. True. Yep. You're worried about the plane going down? Well, I'm just saying, far more likely for the for for somebody that has nothing Dark. to do. Four well, wheels on the ground is much. I don't safer. watch true crime. You do. Yeah, I'm just telling you. That's what why may I'm happen. just wow. I'm surprised by that. What if it? What if it's snowing the entire time and I'm worried about Santo driving? Well, he with can't our fly in the sun. snow. They're not going to take off. Yeah, they yeah. will. People fly in the snow all the time. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Uh, no, they so do yeah. I, I think that the issue here is that you're nervous about Santo getting a one up on 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 Harry. I, I got a tip for you. Uh-huh. Uh ear, Earmuffs there, uh, Santo. Uh, they're not going to lose the dog, Doug. Jeez. Um, the uh, the the way you get we're not to it, also putting him below the plane. Right, Doug. Be, we're just putting him. Santo's in going below the plane. Yes, I'm in steerage. Yeah. The um, it's called giving 
Harry treats all the time. Yeah, I, that I will mean, be what gets you on the good side yes, over Sonko. It's yes. not a contest. I keep saying this. Okay. It's not a con- but he'll like me more. So, so now that we have you together for the first time, you know what? What is is what's the um, what's the big issue day to day for you guys? Is it uh, communication? Is it Courtney being too judgmental? Are you going mm. out too late? What's going on? Curtis, credit to me for admitting this. I never make the bed ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> Cr- ever. Credit to me. Hand up. That's on that's me. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, he that that's a big thing. But I also like a, the bed made a certain way. Oh, so right. if he makes it, I'm gonna end up remaking it anyway. Right. Curtis, how many throw pillows is too many throw pillows? I don't understand the throw pillow. I don't like throw pillows either. I don't. Uh, oh my god. Dozens. Dozens. If you don't have throw a throw pillow, pillows. your bed looks a mess. No, you have throw dozens. pillows but, are good for a couch. But not the only people bed. that see your bed are you two. Thank no, you. Wrong. Who the else sees of it? People that we live in an apartment. So do I. Don't goes into our bedroom when oh. we're like. Our, our apartment, it's like open season. Come in, come out, see the bed. But I also it, like posting it because it looks so beautiful. Right. I do have to say that the Beacon Hill throw pillow next to the TV really adds a certain panache to the living room. Thank you, Curtis. Um, but, yeah, I don't understand something that you never use, mm-hmm. what its purpose would be. Um, interesting point. I like to do the little chop in the middle of the throw pillows. Um, it's just an aesthetic thing. Where did like that come when from? I, Where did the chop come from? I have no idea. Everyone needs to chop. She says, this is how you make a bed. And chop. I'm not saying yeah. I'm, I'm innocent in this. I, I slept on my own last night for a couple hours because I haven't gotten any rest because of the coughing, and I had to remake the guest bed exactly as it was. Yeah. And I'm like, literally nobody's used it in three months. Nobody's going to use it for another three months. Hospital corners like the military. Who yeah. the F cares? Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's... if there's a certain thing that you have to do. Anyway, I have to get to this point because I don't want to run out of time, and you two are doing great. You look great. Everything's good. Have you watched the Netflix Prince Harry documentary yet? Episode one, yeah, with Courtney, yeah. Okay. I don't understand it. Me neither. How, how someone comes to the conclusion that they are going to tell the world how little they like attention by telling the world everything about their life on Netflix and not think that people are going to see through it as transparently fake. I don't understand how you can look at Meghan Markle, who is an actress... And not think she is acting the entire time during this documentary. The opening scene where they play an interview within the year of them meeting for the first time. And they ask her, William or Harry? And she goes, what? And they say, the prince. And she's like, I I don't know. I guess Harry. They are helping produce this documentary. She picked that clip to show on the documentary. She's an actress through and through. Also, the H thing gives me a chill down my spine. I just don't like it. Um, But... but I don't get the whole thing, too, where it's like every girl I knew growing up that followed Princess Diana and their mm-hmm. kids, like, dreamed of marrying a prince. Uh, duh. So why is she so afraid? Like, duh. she won. She got a prince. Yeah. Why is she acting like, like, nobody believes that when you go to the Four Seasons and you see the pool, yeah. all the guys are 400 pounds and all the girls are tens. Yes. It's not randomly. They didn't know that the guy had money before right. they got to the pool. They didn't meet in childhood, and that's just right. how it ended up. That's how the world works sometimes. Yep. You know, God bless America. But yeah. just be okay with it. Yeah, and don't do the whole, oh, well, we want to have privacy when everything you've done since coming to America isn't private. You can't have a podcast, a documentary, and then a, a million other things lined up within the first year of you being in America. Um, and you know who I feel sorry for? Prince Harry. I have to say it. I feel bad for Prince William, who lost his brother after losing his mom. His dad seems like a jerk. Yeah. And he's there and probably misses his brother. Yeah, but you think about the psychosis that was involved in both of their upbringings. Like, you find some girl that's, like, manipulating him. Mm -hmm. Probably not that hard to do. Yeah. And he's whisked away with this chick. And it's like there's no turning back. Yeah. There's no way they're going to. It's just I, I don't understand the calculus of someone trying to tell the world. 
that they're someone they're not when they're showing exactly who they are over and over again. Precisely. You and I have never seen more eye-to-eye on a topic since I've met you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I really didn't expect to come on and do a full segment on, on Harry and okay. Meghan. Like, I'm, I'm, but I'm, it's like everywhere, and I'm watching it, and it's like I hate how then it's like all of a sudden mixed race is now a thing now where um, she's talking about how it's – Oh, we didn't get there yet. Oh, it's, it's, that's the next episode. It's just I hate watched it. Like, I've had no time to watch anything. and I You guys should get together and watch yeah. it together. You Santo and literally looked at me and said, you're hate watching this. Oh, yeah. totally. And I haven't done that in a while, and I, I was, like, going to watch it for five minutes. And I'm, like, holding James, and I'm, like, I can't turn this thing yeah. off. It is so infuriating. But you know what they say. If you're hate watching, if you're hate listening, if you're doing anything like that, you're still a fan. I guess that's right. I am I, I'm, yeah. I'm Meg Markle Stan, whatever <laughs> they call it. Stan Hood. But uh, anyway, well, I'm so happy for you, too. Uh, any big Christmas plans? Uh, just hanging around here. I'm Train oh, how was the box potatoes? That was a big talker. I had, mm. Curtis, they're amazing. The best potatoes we've ever had. We'll, we'll bring them in. We got to bring them in. Yeah. That's what. It, that's what needs to happen. I hope you're not grandstanding for your wife here. No, no, no the, the potatoes are delicious. No, okay. San, I told Santo be honest with anything you guys ask. No, you know what we should do is 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 do a taste test of box versus real. I said that. And no one will know I'll the ma- difference. I'll make the real ones. You'll know. Well, the no, if you make them, then you're gonna know which ones. Yeah, yours. we can't impress you yeah, if you make yeah, them. But I'll make the. I, I won't be one of the judges. Okay. I'll make the homemade ones. You can make the box okay. ones. Ooh. And we can have. Oh, love it. We can have Curtis, Wiggy, and Greg be the judges. Well, Wiggy okay. might not show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, true. Fair. Might be too high. <laughs> I keep looking at my phone like, huh, uh, 11 o'clock, 11.30, 11.50, meh. Oh, uh, what is going on? I was really, that may have been the hardest I've laughed. The show I laugh very often, but the boxed potato conversation Tremendous. was a top 10 moment. For yeah. That's going on best of this year. Auntie Kathy was supposed to come here, and she was going to wear a shirt that said Auntie Kathy's mashed potatoes. And, you know, okay, so I think she to, should sell them. We need to do this by Thursday because after that, Greg's going to be off until 2023. Okay. So let's do this, like, try Wednesday or Thursday of this week. It's a good week. thing the potatoes only take 10 minutes to make. Santo. <laughs> and good thing for me, I have potatoes at the house. <laughs> we are, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in to do it. I didn't even know there was such a thing as boxed potatoes. I didn't even know that that existed. You are oh, yeah. never going to turn. You're, you're never looking back. I will not. Well, uh, Oh, a new note from Doug. <laughs> um, wifey. Wiggy is on a flight to Portsmouth, England. Oh. <laughs> By the way, I didn't know there was an airport right here. Is that how Greg uh, got here? Yeah, private airport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Greg did great Helicopter. in the race. Oh, my God. Greg, I didn't even see you. Greg Greece, did, happy birthday. Greg did great in the race. And honestly, as soon as he finished, he didn't even look like he broke a sweat. Well, he had a go-kart. No, he was. He did really well. That's <laughs> All that personal training's from, paying it's off. It's an improvement yeah. from last year. Good job, Dan. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to have, I'm sure Greg and Breeze come on next. We're doing a family segment here. Every, every <laughs> Just get me to 1 o'clock. Uh, uh, Santo, you look great. Congratulations. Thank Courtney, you you're the best. Thank uh, you. Hope you guys have a lovely rest of your weekend. Guys, thanks for having us on. Yes. Great Happy holidays. You're welcome on anytime. Let's Happy go. Holidays. Feel better, Ken. We miss you. Yep, that's not what she said five minutes ago. (laughs) We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela. 
is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Davey's got the ship, Curtis. Good job. Um, In the water. We are here with uh, about 40 minutes left before we uh, turn it over to Arcan. Live from the Greg Hill Show's Jingle All the Way 5K. It has just concluded. The room has opened up, and the 1,000-plus runners are now outside gallivanting and enjoying. Look who just strolled in through the door. Hey! Oh, Wiggy, I need you. Thank God. Wiggy's here. wonder if he can hop on for a minute for a second. Uh, the great Jermaine Wiggins has arrived fashionably early, and we are uh, celebrating a great day. The governor ran, Greg Hill ran, Courtney, Santo, the whole crew, and uh, Wiggy, who looks thin and trim, thinner and trimmer by the day, joins us here right now live from the uh, the great Cisco Brewery. I highly recommend the, uh, the Chinese sausage outside. So good. Uh, not quite yet. We'll get Wiggy in a second, you know. I always thought you could just hear Wiggy if you open your window. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just I just walked. I walked here. Oh, okay. It took me a long time. Uh, no, no, I didn't walk with Jackson. There's a lot of, you know, you got to be careful when you're walking on the highway. Sure. I have to say there is a magnetism to Jermaine Wiggins. Everywhere I go outside of the station, whenever I see somebody who listens to the show, they, you know, they check in and they go, where's Wiggy? Uh, <laughs> so you have yeah, a, I figured a lot of people co- looking outside. Come here and check you. out the band, right? The band's about to jam. Yep. yep. I'm going to turn on. I've been listening to you guys on the way. Uh, I know everybody uh, is like, you know, is it time to fire Bill Belichick? I mean, is that crazy? <laughs> Oh, that's mad. What do you think of that? But hey, let's play that for Wiggy. Joe, could you play that Bedard cut? Um, let me know if you have it. But uh, Bedard yesterday on a podcast. I don't even know. Everybody's got a podcast. But he said something about the uh, Bill Belichick future, if you have that. All right, let's play that here, Joe. People around the team, including some very good sources of mine who have never steered me wrong, are have basically indicated that this Cardinals game on Monday night uh, with the Patriots going out for their West Coast swing oh. is – among, if not the most important game of Belichick's career post-Tom Brady. That if the Patriots don't win this game, then I think there is a serious question about whether Belichick is the future head coach of this team. This is is almost a must-win on Monday night against the Cardinals uh, as far as Belichick's concerned. And I think it's, you know, things have a chance to go off the rails. Wow. Do you agree with any of that, Wiggy? <laughs> no, no. Here's what I would say. Like, I, I, I'll take the approach of, like, you know, the 30,000 feet overview. Yep. 
let's take ourselves out of the being here. Yep. Just Bill Belichick as a coach, right? If you compare and you look at the organization, you go, okay, the Patriots organization, yeah, they're struggling a little bit as far as their offense, but they're still in the mix. They're still competitive. They made the playoffs last year. The, the fact that you would even think about firing a guy just as a coach who we know can still coach at this level and coach is successful. Some people said the Cam Newton year was some of his best coaching ever. Right. So to fire a guy like that and then turn to who were they supposed to turn to? But that's the other thing. I have no idea. And why would this game be the, the game that is most important when you just lost to the Bills, you play them again, you play the Dolphins again, I would say that this is the least important remaining game. No, I, I would say, and I said this, uh, uh, I can't remember during the week, I said the two most. I said the next two weeks is the most, two important games to de- decide whether or not if you have a legitimate chance of making right. the playoffs. I think what ends up happening is the Bills, it's not about Bills' future, it's about what is Bill doing with this team moving forward. Like The number one thing he's going to have to answer is, what are you going to do with an offensive coordinator? Right. That's like I think that's going to be the question that we're asking them all off season long, whether they probably make the playoffs or not, is what's going on with the offensive coordinator next year. And then the other question is, all right, what's the view of Mac Jones? Because the Brady situation, I don't care what people say, could there be a chance that they flirt with him in the off season? Yes. Yeah. But, but if they flirt with him and they don't consummate the deal. That's bad for both sides. Well, I yeah, but, the, but, but don't you at least look and go, okay, Bill understands he needs to go in a certain direction. Correct, totally. Even if they don't work it out and they're not able to make it happen, I think he de- we at least go, he's going in a certain direction. And then it's like, okay, if you are going to ride Mac next year, then it's about what does Bill do with his offensive coordinator? Because I think we all know now, and, and, and Curtis, when you asked him the question, whatever, the, whatever, whatever it day was. it was, yeah. He realizes that, all right, the Matt Patricia experiment, experiment is probably not working. Not working, no. Right. So, the, but does he go out of the – Out of he, the tree. Does he, yeah, does he go out of the thing or does he go – and then I heard you guys talking about maybe somebody in the front office. Right. Is like it, bring in John Robinson to help with right, some of the personnel stuff. Right. right. Is there a guy – because he just got fired From in Tennessee, Tennessee right? Yep. Is, there, is there a direction that he may – you know – but, Wiggy, just quickly, mm-hmm. here's the thing. We saw in the in the division. Right. I think it's a pretty good example. One's a lefty, one's a righty. Tua and Mac are similar in talent. Yeah, I would say that. What, you know, we can people like one or the other, but right. they're not yeah. very different. The Dolphins were not a good team last year. No. They overhauled, I'm not, with the exception of the quarterback, the coach, right. let's compare McDaniel as an offensive mind, just right. using that. They brought in a great offensive mind. They traded for the best receiver in football. They built around their quarterback to make him right. appear better than he is. Right. They, the Patriots could do that. Yes. And if that's what I think they need to do. That's well, yeah. how you get back. And that goes back to the point like I was listening to is maybe you're not firing Bill as a head coach, but maybe you're reassigning Bill as a GM. Right. And right. saying, okay, here's what – you need to do talent-wise. Maybe it is, like you said, bringing somebody else in that has that has enough balls to go, Bill, we need to go out and we need to really be competitive to whether it's trade for a disgruntled wide receiver at someplace else. We need to be in on that 
and that's what we have to do. Or it's, hey, we got to be in on the stud coming off the edge that's going to take our defense to an even greater level if we want to build ourselves more of like the way the San Francisco's doing it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think that might be the only thing when you look at Bill maybe changing a little so bit. So changing some of his responsibilities. Yes. Not necessarily outright firing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like, all right, you know, Bill, you, you, you still have power, but you're not going to be – the like the guy who comes in and goes, no, we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, focus on the on-field product. Yes. We'll take care of everything behind the scenes. You will still get your opinion and your right. input, but we'll take care of all that, and you focus on the actual team and the right. everyday progression. And why wouldn't you want to do that if you're Bill at this I point? I don't get Absolutely. It. He should have been doing this in the first place. Yeah, I don't – and, you know, why wouldn't you want somebody who comes in and say, like – like, because you know if you can work with that person, you know – they know what type of player you're looking for. Right. So, and then they might come to you and say, hey, Bill, this is what we need to do. We need to trade for Tyreek Hill. Here's how much we got to invest in him, blah, blah, blah. And Bill go, okay, all right, well, we know he's going to instantly make our offense better and Bill just signing off on that or Bill being in the market. And we've seen it from two years ago where he's got no problem at least going out and signing guys to big money, but it just becomes, I wonder, like. But the issue with that, Wiggy, is that he's risk-averse. Whereas he'll use a second-round pick right. to trade for someone. Right. And he'll have two or three guys. Right. Instead of saying, I'm targeting Diggs. Right. And I'm trading my first-round right. pick, and we're going to pay him at the top of the market. And, and, we'll get Devontae Parker. Right. We'll get, you know, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. And the other thing is, he's like, it's weird when he signs guys. It's like he he signs these guys that, you know... He signs these guys that are not top shelf liquor guys. He signs the guys that are kind of like right. in the middle. In, in the middle. Yeah, it's like really, dude. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go out, go for the guy at the top shelf rather than you going for like the Hunter Henry or the John o. Smith. No, go get you the, the Travis Kelsey or the Darren Waller who was a, right. who was looking for a new deal. Same with the wide receiver. You're going out and get Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, go Devon- get AJ Brown. Yes, go get one of those. Guys. Yes, go get the guys that's going to be at the where you know when they step on the field. You know that they have produced at that level before, and they produce at a high level. He does that on defense, and people could argue, yeah. that he does that because it helps out his kids. Because you bring in a John uh, uh, Matthew Judon, yeah. he was paid at the top of the market. And you, and you knew Stephon Matt, Gilmore before him. And, and, and you knew Matthew Judon when he was in Baltimore. You knew okay, like this dude was a dog. He, he can, can play. play, right? Yeah. You, you know, same with Gilmore. But for whatever reason, on the offense, and he even gave Godshaw that massive right. deal out of nowhere. And, and and it's like, and I think that's where he needs help because on the offense, he overpays players that he shouldn't be. I also think his evaluation of talent on the offensive side of the ball isn't as great. I mean, you look yeah. at his drafts, his receivers, he misses constantly on receivers and tight ends in the draft. Like he kind of I l- thought you were going to say Mac misses his receivers. <laughs> that happens too. I mean, he kind of lucked in or I wouldn't say lucked into Gronk and, and Hernandez right. for Well, you, here's a perfect example. This year's draft, you drafted Tyquan Thornton, and a few picks later, the Pittsburgh Steelers take um, George Pickens. George Pickens. Who's freaking awesome. He is an alpha dog. Right. Elite and I remember receiver. obviously being a Georgia guy. I remember watching him. I'm like, that's the guy you want to get. Yeah. And then you go and get Tyquan Thornton. And you're By like, the way, do you remember the pants tent the whole Pats media had? And they were like, Wow, Thornton, when he comes back, he is a sensation. Yeah, he played in that Browns game, got a touchdown catch, and has been gone. Invisible. Yeah, he's just, you know. But that, that's the thing. It's like, you're, Charmin, you're right. It's like when you evaluate whoever's evaluating these guys, you're asking the question, like, 
George Pickett, we knew, was like a beast at the – and then yep. you're going – Dominated at Georgia. Right. And then the kid runs – I know Thornton ran a 4 or whatever he ran at the combine, but it just seems like they did it with Nikhil Harry. It seems like the talent evaluation of the offensive scouting department, Bill – It's bad. I mean, yeah. even Cole Strange, his – like he started pretty good and then just has been off well, that for just, a couple weeks. Well, that just – that whole pick in, and who takes a guard – In the first of, round. And, oh. and just in the first round in general, and then they take a guard in the first round from an FCS school in UT Chattanooga, not that – knocking him, not that he's not going to – you know, he can't be a good player. After trading Shaq Mason, one of the best guards in football. You would think like, okay, if he's taking a guard in the first round, the, the – the kid's been playing at Alabama for the last three years. Yeah. So it's just, you know, that I, I think you're right about the offensive because they, they do a decent job defensively. They but, do a great job. I, I mean, Christian Barmore to me, I know he's had his struggles this year, but has well, shown that's enough. Injury, right. Yeah, has shown enough where it's like, okay, he's healthy and he has another year to grow. He's going to get better. And even Wise has come on now right, late. And, right. And, and Uche has, has contributed. Jack Jones looks right. like a decent pick. But look so, at the offense, Shime. If they just have competent people – Calling the plays, and at the two tackle spots, this team may be three games better. I would oh, yeah. absolutely. Agree. Well, you know the tackle spots a perfect example. Orlando Brown. Remember, he waxed poetic about Orlando Brown, yep. uh, Jr., who's I think he's in Kansas City. Yep. And I think he's going to be a free agent this year. So now let's see what you do. Like if you go, okay, we want to solidify the, the left tackle position going to go out and we're going to be in the market for a guy well, like yeah, that. Well, yeah, you bring up the Dolphins and that's exactly what they did. They went and got Teron Armstead. They're like, right. we have a weak left tackle. Let's kick our left tackle to right tackle. Bring in Teron Armstead. We'll pay him a ton of money. Right. I, I, I would just, we'll get you out on this, Wiggy. I know you want to go outside and mingle with Greg Hill and his uh, cronies. <laughs> um, what is the likely occurrence this offseason? Do you think that they shift the organizational approach to talent, that they, they spend money, they target premium players, they adjust the coaching staff, or is this a protracted battle that gets ugly with between Bill and Robert? No, I think that the thing that's most likely to happen is the coaching. I don't know about the players. I'm still kind of like because I think a few of those players, you know, you. I think John O. Smith's got to be back next year. Uh, you know, some of those. I think you'll probably move on from Aguilar and Bourne. Um, I don't. I think he'll still kind of shop in the like the bargain bin for players. But I think he knows, like, all right, I have to do something differently on the offensive side of the ball coaching-wise. So I think you'll see a shift there. Now, what that is, I have no idea, but I think that's, <laughs> getting, I, I think that's the one thing that you can't hide from. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I just feel like it'd be, it would just be so much easier if he hands the offense to someone. He can, he'll make the defense look better right. by helping it out more. I don't get it, but. Anyway, well, Wiggy, I love you. All Thank right, you I love you too, by. boys. We'll see you, we'll see go, you Monday morning. Go, go outside. see this band out here. All right, Enjoy. be right. Later. All right, see you, Wiggs. All right, well, we have limited time here, Shine, but I I have to say we need to get into this very quickly. Okay. Because it remains the craziest thing I have seen. <laughs> and I need your answer. I don't think we came up with one in the 9 o'clock hour when we first started talking about this. But we have the, the Boston Red Sox yep. at the San Diego airport. With a crestfallen Heimbloom, the, the headline is, at the San Diego airport, a stunned Heimbloom tried to process the reality of the Red Sox without Xander Bogarts. Now, when do you think Heimbloom knew that they weren't going to re-sign Xander Bogarts? Uh, right at the beginning of this past season. Thank you. Great point. My, I would have had the exact same answer. 
opening day, the eve of opening day, when they were at Yankee Stadium, and Xander Bogarts was crestfallen. Yep, gave that interview. Yep. Was unhappy. You knew it wasn't going to happen. So, the lead from Julian McWilliams in the Boston Globe. Dateline, San Diego. Red Sox chief baseball officer, Heimblum, stared blankly at his iPhone late Wednesday evening. A group of Red Sox front office personnel inside the Delta Sky Club at San Diego International Airport stared too, trying their best to process what had just occurred. Now, what had just occurred was that Xander Bogart signed a 11-year, $280 million deal with the Padres. He sure did. That was in the works, and for about five days leading up to and including the winter meetings, everybody connected to Major League Baseball was tweeting how uncompetitive the Red Sox offers were Correct. for said player. So, the story goes on. Roughly 45 minutes before Bloom's red-eye flight took off for Boston, capping a winter meetings that seemed to conclude with optimism for Bloom and the Sox, news broke that Bogarts, the kid from Aruba, who warmed the souls of the Boston faithful for 10 years, had agreed to a deal with the Padres. All Bloom could do was stare. Give me a minute, Bloom said. The minute turned to two. Then came a brief walk to gate 37A, where the Delta Flight 1108 began to board. Give me a minute, Bloom repeated, staring into space in isolation, no longer peering into his phone. Mind you, the person writing the story, the subject of the story, and the person that owns the paper that the story is written in all know this is nonsense. Yep. They all knew Xander wasn't coming back. Oh, yeah. This is all a theatrical performance. <laughs> yes, it is. Where even the reader knows it's, a, it's, it's nonsense. It is just, it is remarkable the lengths these people are going to try and uh, pull one over on Red Sox fans. The next paragraph begins with a question. How could he patch this one together? I don't know. Xander signed for the most money. You were up within $120 million of their offer. Nope. How long did that take me? I think uh, I patched it together in three seconds. Ten seconds, yeah. Hopefully, we figure something out. Bogart said at his locker at the last day of the 2022 season. Roughly 30 minutes before takeoff, Bloom had stared enough. Everybody is sad that he's not going to be part of the organization. Copium. We are incredibly grateful for him for everything he's accomplished here and what he helped this organization accomplish. The next sentence is my favorite. <laughs> Bloom's voice trembled. Now, like, <laughs> this is new low for this, this newspaper. This is great creative writing. He trembled for what? <laughs> he never wanted the guy. No. And even if they did want the guy, they, were, they didn't want him enough to make a competitive offer there were four to five other offers that were over the 200 dollar mark 200 million dollar mark and then the padres came in at 280 you weren't even close this is unbelievable the human side of bloom's often shielded public persona took form inside the airport wednesday he rubbed the corner of his lips as he peered out toward nothingness he looked shell-shocked at times like <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's the editor of the sports section of the Boston Globe? I couldn't tell you. Like, how that is even – the best thing with digital 
newspapers these days is you can change it without telling anybody. Guarantee they read it and they said, no notes. Print. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, the fact that they think so little of you uh, that they would so willingly mistell a story so blatantly. It is frustrating. Like, I don't know anybody that is wondering how this happened with Xander Bogarts. No, I, I think any uh, the, the vast majority of Red Sox fans have enough common sense and in- intelligence to know that this deal wasn't getting done anytime soon. Like, there's no chance that this was going to get done at all. After, after last offseason and after you hear Xander Bogarts talking at the beginning of the season, how kind of upset he was, it was like, oh, he... He's done. He's not coming back to Boston. As much as we may want him to, he's not going to. And yet, they just kept just throwing the fact that, oh, he's our number one priority. I can't envision him in another jersey. Like, come <laughs> on. Stop playing with this, playing this farce. It, it, it's, it's embarrassing what you're trying to do to Red Sox fans. It really is. And it's like, I would say that by and large, Red Sox fans, while they're mad that it got to this point, there wasn't this sort of feeling of confusion or, you know, it's just that they don't understand, like I don't, why you didn't just sign him last offseason. Bingo. And why you started with Lester, then it was Mookie, and then it was, then it's Xander, and it's going to be Devers. Why you are so... Anti-homegrown talent. Like, you grow this great... The, the whole reason you bring Haim in, right, was to start cultivating homegrown talent again because Dombrowski had depleted your farm system. Right. Well... If that's the case, then why are you allowing the homegrown talent you already have to walk and just walk away and be unhappy with you? It, it makes no, it's counter to what your goal and plan is. Right. It's it's so laughable, and it's like nobody I know was confused. Nobody I know believes for a second that Heim Bloom was this this guy who was hired to be calculated is now a Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> like I don't my I, kingdom for a horse. Like I, I just. Tendabo like, got for a horse. Like it's not enough to say that he's that he's crestfallen. His his lips have to be trembling, and he has to have this stare into oblivion because he's so caught off guard by something we all saw coming a mile away. Anyway, well we're gonna wrap up this amazing broadcast this from the awesome. Portsmouth Cisco Brewery at the Jingle All the Way 5K. Come on down, see ripe. It's a wonderful day. They have a snowball coming up, and we will cross over with Arcan next. All right, well, uh, a another great day, another great broadcast is coming to an end here in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Awesome time. I have to say uh, the listeners of the Greg Hill Show and of the Ken and Curtis Show, which is now just the Curtis Show, are uh, spectacular, incredibly kind, gracious, generous with their time, very generous to the foundation. Uh, an excellent time. If you didn't get here today, I highly recommend it next year when we're back here again at this. It's a very uh, festive atmosphere with people that apparently are uh, in good moods and uh, ready to celebrate the holiday season in full force. Very much so. This place is awesome. You guys, the listeners are just the best. They're the nicest people. I, I've never, this is now my second time I've actually gotten to go to an event, and this is just like, the people are awesome every single time. It is amazing. It, it as uh, we used to say on the uh, old DA show, it fills the bucket, <laughs> fills up my bucket full of uh, good cheer, good people, and a, a great time. It's been a long week at the Curtis House. Thankful to be on the other end of that, and uh, hope Ken feels better. Miss him today. We'll all be back Monday morning. Boomer Sison will join us Monday at nine. Bill Belichick will join us Tuesday after the Monday night game in Arizona. Uh, I am excited for the action tomorrow. 
uh, Shimer. I don't know if we have Arcan in studio. I'm sure Joel let me know if he is. I don't want him waiting there when I'm talking, when I'm not talking. Okay. So, uh, geez, the new guy's showing up late already. Incredible. Uh, oh, amazing. Just kidding. Uh, I actually met someone last weekend and was a big fan of Christian Arcan. Uh, tomorrow, you're the betting guy. Yep. I am fascinated already because it's Brady, but the Bucks niners game. Yes. Has so many weird, like, if you were to tell me that Tom Brady is playing Brock Purdy in a game and Brady's a three-and-a-half-point underdog, I would have thought you were. You'd laugh at me. I would. I don't usually laugh at you. I would laugh at you there. Yes, yes. you'd normally laugh with me, but right. this time you would laugh at me. Of course. I so, get it. And you like, I think you were talking with Costos yesterday that you like the Niners. Yeah, I actually really like the Niners in this game, and it's more so, it's not because Tom Brady. It's because of the rest of the team around him. Uh, I have uh, come to realize uh, Byron Lefwich, not a good offensive coordinator. Uh, Todd Bowles, great defensive coordinator, not a good head coach. These guys aren't doing things that are helping the Buccaneers win. The reason they're winning football games is because Tom Brady, with three minutes left, is able to drive down the field and score back-to-back touchdowns. I just can't see, though, I can't see Tom going home and laying a dud. Yeah, but it's going to be rainy. It's going to be kind of gross. And I think It was that rainy plays... the last time they kicked their ass. True, but I think this I think plays, I play... I think this plays into the 49ers' hands, though. This, this 49ers' defense is... Awesome. I'm telling you right now, D'Amico Ryans is going to be a head coach next year. This guy is, in my opinion, one of the top two defensive coordinators in all of football right now. Uh, they don't allow second-half points to like anybody since they got dominated by the Chiefs. And they are just kicking ass left and right, whether it's the Miami Dolphins or whoever. Doesn't matter. The 49ers are running through them. And then Shanahan on the offensive side of the ball. He's going to make sure... He does this weird thing with young nobody quarterbacks like Nick Mullins. Uh, the the craziest stat I've ever heard, through 16 career games uh, in, in an NFL career, the guys with the most passing yards through their first 16 games, the list is Patrick Mahomes, Nick Mullins, and Tony Romo. Nick Mullins, who not, doesn't even play for a team. He didn't even sing lullaby. Yeah, and Kyle Shanahan's able to do that with a nobody quarterback. This team is loaded with talent. I just I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to keep up, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I know the 49ers came to Gillette with, was it with Kaepernick? Who did they win? They won with like a no-name. Kaepernick, I think. Yeah, they, they beat the Patriots with Kaepernick in like 2015, 18, 17 window there. Uh, I think the Patri- I think the Bucks win tomorrow, something like 21-17. Not a big uh, high-scoring game, but I, I just don't see the Bucks losing that game because of Brady returning home. I've been wrong many times. I also think that Todd Bowles is a very nice guy, a brilliant defensive mind. I hadn't seen the Bucks post game video things oh, before. Man. I don't know if you saw this this week. I don't I haven't told Joe about it, but so they just win this game on Monday Night Football out of nowhere. I mean, Brady's running off the field like he won the Super Bowl. Yep. The, the stadium's are electric. You get in the locker room and Todd Bowles is like, "You see, if we keep doing that, we're going to win a lot of games." And like everybody's like looking at him. It was what? so awkward. Like Again, I, like I said, he is a great defensive coordinator. He just sometimes you just ain't built to be a head coach, and that is that is Todd Bowles, a hundred percent. And for the uh, the people out there that I have jumped aboard the World Cup train, I'm sorry, I'm late. Morocco, England, they win. Morocco beat Portugal one Holy nothing cow. today. Uh, we have England against France. If you root for France, you yes. should be deported. Mm. England, France today at two o'clock. Uh, England's gone what eighty years without winning a World Cup. It's like the longest yeah, drought of any European powerhouse. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Every game and every sport should be decided by penalty kicks. They should have home run derby and extra innings to, defi- to, to decide regular <laughs> season baseball oh, games. 
I think it was excellent yesterday, everything I watched. And last but not least, in honor of Doug Lane, our great engineer, we have Army-Navy today on this radio station. Yes. In one, uh, in one year from today, it will be at Gillette Stadium, which will be really cool. Always enjoyable for that. So what is usually kind of a dud of a weekend where you're finishing the college football season, waiting for the bowl season to kick off, you, you know, you're de- waiting for the down the stretch of the uh, playoffs with the football we actually have a pretty good day where you have Army-Navy on, you have some World Cup action, and then tomorrow, I think the 1 o'clock game, the best game is Ravens-Steelers. Is that the game? Oh, we have the uh, Bills-Jets. Bills-Jets is the other one on. So yeah. two good 1 o'clock games, Bills-Jets, Ravens-Steelers, and then 425, you have the Bucks taking on the 49ers in and San Francisco. Sunday night football is going to be great, too. We get the, the Chargers and the Dolphins got flexed up into, into prime time. We'll get to see uh, the Herbert versus Tua debate there a little bit. Are you bit. still all in on Herbert? I love Herbert. I think he is uh, just being uh, brutally uh, screwed over by his coach and the rest of this team. There's literally zero. You talk about speed, the lack of speed on the New England Patriots over the last couple years. The Chargers have none of it. It is literally just Herbert and Eckler putting the entire team on their back, doing everything they can. Uh, The coach stinks. The play calling stinks. Uh, the, The receivers are I mean, I run as fast as Keenan Allen. Like it's, it's, and that's saying something. I mean, Greg might beat him in a race. So do you think Herbert figures it out there or he goes elsewhere? Uh, I think he figures it out there because I think they'll can Staley at the end of the year because they won't make the playoffs. They'll get a new guy in there who might actually know what the hell he's doing. So this will be – this is his thir- Herbert's third season? Correct. So does he get a massive deal at the end of this year? Oh, yeah, he's going to get a monster contract next year. All right, well, it's been a blast, Doug. Thank you very much. Shime, everybody here at the Portsmouth Cisco Brewery. Uh, It has been a pleasure to broadcast once again from the Jingle All the Way 5K. Congratulations to Greg, Courtney Santo, the whole crew for running it. Governor Sununu, thank you. Uh, You will hear from me and Shime again Monday morning at 6 as we rejoin the Greg Hill Show. Until then, have a great weekend. See ya. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.